0: Okay, anyway, um, we'd like to welcome everybody to the 13th lecture, Shia, in the Merim Levuchim on creation. This is the 13th, and we're going to um, focus today on chapter 22, Perich Um This is on Heilek Sheini, the, the second section of the guide, in the short edition, which I only have in front of me right now. Um, It is on page 330. Um, The Rambam, by Maladis, to briefly give give a brief overview of what he's doing, um, the Rambam is is actually um, producing arguments which are um, raising doubts or raising uncertainties in Aristotle's theory of the eternity of the um, universe. Um, last chapter 21, the Rambam indicated that one cannot interpret any eternal theory of the universe as being an expression of God's will. Um, he um, he mentioned, he uh, mentioned a certain group of philosophers who tried to understand that somehow one could interpret or build will into a deterministic theory of the universe and the Rambam rejected this which means that um, um, there has to be an alternative to the In other words, you cannot have eternity and will at the same time um, now the Rambam is going to continue to um, raise doubts in his own language to raise doubts concerning but um, the Aristotle's theory of eternity um, where the Rambam really wants to get us to um, let's you know, summarize a little bit at the, very, at the very end, at the end of chapter 22, on um, page 334, what I really want to get us to is to a point where, in fact, um, things are a draw. In other words, he has not refuted Aristotle's theory, as we've mentioned many, many times. Aramboam does not um, really claim to refute Aristotle's theory, but he raises enough doubts that we can say it's a draw. It's a takeo. And at the very end of chapter 22, the Rambam says that given the fact that it's a drawer, so therefore um, one can, in fact, actually um, make a decision to um, to follow the Nevoah of Rambam of Vino and Meshavah okay? Now, so so on chapter 22, the Rambam is going to um, raise what he feels to be doubts and issues with Aristotle's um, theory of creation and Aristotle's... Um, etern- uh, um, uh, eternalistic theory of the creation of the world as the eternal creation are actually a a contradiction in terms it was Aristotle's um, theory of the eternity of the world. Okay, so let's begin chapter 22 and um, we'll see what he has to say Okay In other words, something which is composed when we say double posture, I guess that is probably most aptly to be translated as one type of substratum. So, um, what, um, what 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 Rambam is saying is that it's a it's a it, it's it, it is agreed upon, you know, it's agreed upon in in, in Aristotle and those people who follow Aristotle, that if you have a certain object which consists of only one substratum, then you um, can only produce, you can only determine um, an, an object which is also of only one substratum. Now, for example, if the um, object is composed of several substrata, right, then in fact that which is going to produce can have no more than the amount of substrata of the object that was the, um, that that determined um, its production. The Rambam uh, gives an example. age from fire. Now what is fire? Fire is a combination of two things. There are two types of things which are um, which constitute fire: that which is um, warm, and that which is dry. Um, I'm not exactly sure what he means, that which is warm and dry, but I think that things that are very warm and very dry tend to, you know, tend to start fires. As uh, um, people who live in Vaseret and Telzda will probably uh, be able to testify. So, uh, so you know, uh, it's it's, it's what you would call mustafa. So basically, in other words, fire can produce something that basically will will basically um, will dry and um, get hot. If you have something that's composed of both a substratum and a, a tzura, it's a form, right? You have a substratum, a tzura. Most of you are aware of that from the Nabarau, um, but really, in fact, the Makkor is really Aristotle. Um, yeah. Right? There's no, I don't remember where in, I don't, I mean, the Mice, the, the, the Loshan of, um, of Tzura does appear in Chazal. It's not Tzara Tzura, right? It's a Gamon Bok, it's a, a, a Drosha. But Choymer in Tzura, I think, is, uh, I think uh, is very, very clearly Aristotelian. So basically, uh, the substratum will um, can produce only things which have similar substratums. and the of course the tzura too will actually produce some things which um, also um, somehow are in the same class of, um, of forms. If if it's a composite, very good. So now. If this is true, now this is a very critical. This is actually a very critical line, The Rambam. I mean, what's the what's the first thing that God? What's the, what not only What's the first thing God could create? What's the only thing God could create? The only thing God could create is seichel. Since God is not physical, as the Rambam has already informed us early in the beginning of the section, God is just poshet echad, <laughs> right? So the only thing that God is capable of giving rise to is what? is, seichel, is thought. Okay? That's clear. Now, Kaviyah Shniya. Now, um, so that's one axiom that the Rambam begins with. Kaviyah Shniya says the Rambam, L'kold dava mikri mishaya b'kold dava mikri. El'yeolim yebehechach ben ilu la'olo shloy yachas adani kolshu. Afil basheh l'mikrim l'mishaya b'esu mikrim mikri m'esu mikri mikri. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not really sure what the Rama means. Um, um, Professor Schwartz has a translation which says no random accident follows directly from any other random accident. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Um, um, unfortunately, I, I didn't. I did not. Um, I did not actually, in fact, um, look this up at Aristotle, but I didn't see any footnotes for Aristotle. Um, in any case, the Rambam is basically, what the Rambam is doing is just giving another postulate. For example, the Rambam says, for example, um, quantity can not come from quality. Quality can come from quantity. Or says the Rambam, for example, um, in other words, a form can not come from a substrata. A substrata can not come from form. In other words, there has to be like and like. I guess, um, if this is true, so in other words, um, the Rambam says is that if something is an accidental property, it you know it, it doesn't will not necessarily it can only, only produce something which is also accidental too. Okay now. Okay now, it's not important really. Um, in other words, if we get this, I mean, I mean, the mana emes is important that we get this right. But uh, the the system will see that the arguments the Rambam is making um, will it will not be critical how we understand these. The third axiom is right. Anything which acts with um, with will, right, and that does not act deterministically, so it's capable of, of 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 taking different actions. In other words, if something acts deterministically, so there's only one um, there's only one outcome that can take place. If something acts with lots, so there a, there, are, there are multiple you know consequences, multiple possibilities. Um, the page three thirty one, Kivia devias, the fourth axiom. Um shim smukam zela zergo yoisia to coyvispacial mikla muka me atum shim herkev shall his mazgus. Very interesting. says the gambum like this. Um, um th if you have several things which exist, which coexist, but in other words, they still maintain their identity, it's more likely to call that a Hell cave. A mixture that when things like several things produce FS a synthesis of something. Um an example, says the Rambam that for example, um if you have a, a, a bone, In other words, if you have let's say a hand, you know, it has has bone, it has um flesh. It has ves- blood vessels. It has um, it has uh, nerves. So it's more right. That's considered to be more of a composite than if you had just write one one homogeneous thing. That's what the Raman says. Now um, I was thinking. I mean, I mean, I'm an amaoritz when it comes to a Satilian uh, thing. But you know, Zeb is a muset like this of the Ol There's a there's a, there's a I mean, we have to speak of learning a little bit, but anyway, it shouldn't be completely these 13 lectures. But in any case, um, you should know that um, that um, the popular um, the popular opinion with the poiskim, is that not only does bre- does beira appa- uh, apply to um, to food, but applies to all types of objects too. So because of that, um, like every year, there's a new Safer that like basically discovers like a new type of beira that's usher. At the end, like you can't take silverware, you can't take foam, you can't take this. And at the end, you have, like, you have to like stand still and not, you know, take anything from objects. You probably burn something else. There's a, um, there's an interesting. And also, silverware you can be burned. Silverware, and the women go crazy. How can they take the forks out, the spoons out, et cetera, et cetera? How you take the goddamn out? Because a, um, a person devotes a good deal of Shabbos towards t- deciding how he can actually take something uh, meaningful, um, you know, to use. Um, there's a, there's a there's another Sameach in uh in, in Hilches Shabbos that says that uh, the, the Gabi Begadim clothes to kolapaiskin. The other all the paiskin made a mistake. The Osameach says there's no, no, there's no, there's no such thing, there's no boira by, by clothes or by silverware. So, Osameach, what's the Pshat? The Pshat is a mixture. What's called a taroivis means that there's, there's an importance in the mixture. In other words, if you have silverware like forks and spoons, there's no union that the forks and spoons should be like all mixed together. There's nothing, in other words, they happen to be together haphazardly. But there's, in other words, the, the, you know, there's no reason I have to have a pile of forks and spoons unless I'm, you know, I'm making like, like a modern, you know, sculpture or something, a modern, you know, you know, free, you know free action paint, free action uh, expression of myself. So in other words, so in other words, by clothes, he says by clothes and silverware, there's only in a binder. No, in the Beirah. Where, Where is the Beirah? So, for example, the Gemara says in the Beirah there's rocks in the soil. The Gemara says all the basin and says that's the The there is, because that's a natural thing. Because God created the world. He wanted rocks to be in the soil. There, there was a, a, a reason for the Talavis. But things that happen to just sort of like fall half-hastling together, that's not now, I'm not sure if that's what the Rambam is being machav into the Yos Or, don't forget for the HaMeach, right? do you don't see the Rambam, the Rambam. Maybe I'll bring this a No, to Yos HaMeach but in any case, um, what he's saying is that um, in other words, uh, okay, let's go further. now I'll say that which Aristotle says that the first cycle was once again, how according to Aristotle, how does God create? Well the first the only thing he create is the cycle. This is all explained much more explicitly in Pericute Days. but the first cycle, is a reason for the second seichel the second cycle is a reason for the third cycle. etc etc et cetera says the Rambam even though there are a thousand steps there's no question about it that the final seichel which is usually called the seichel apoyo the active intellect is going to be postured it's not going to be a composite of anything it's not going to be even physical either because why? because it, it can't contain more than those things that produced it. That's the Rambam. The so now we have a question. Things that we see in the world that are, that are composite, composed of things, where did they come from? In other words, if we begin with God, we certainly begin with God. Aristotle believed in God. We prove proven that God created the world. We prove that God does not have a goof.
1: Not
0: Aristotle. Aristotle? Did. Yes, the, the, God the, the God created the world. Of course. No. Well, God is the first mover. The Rambam's proofs are derived from Aristotle. Not only we begin with God. Only thing that God can produce is a cycle. We end up with the world. What happened in between? know, it's given the Aristotelian axiom, axioms, which the Rambam says are agreed upon. We can't explain how God's Seichel, which is portion, you know, devoid of any composite structure, any substratum, even, right? It's just Seichel, intellect. How can that produce something which is composed of physical things? Which means the government's saying is, how does Aristotle account for the creation of the world? Not how the world's created. In other words, assuming the world's eternal, how does Aristotle? Account for a deterministic theory in which we're going from seichel, from intellect, from God to intellect to the physical world, which we, which we behold.
1: It's not really just Aristotle that's the problem. Well, he's picking on Aristotle. Picking on Aristotle it? because he himself took all of his own writers from Aristotle, but uh, that's the, the nature of God. Well, but, wait, 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 well, well. Even well, if the world is created, you have the same problem.
0: No, no, no. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's not clear what the Rambam is asking. The Rambam is absolutely, absolutely, asking a kasha on Aristotle. Here's a question of Aristotle. What does the kasha do with turning the world creation? I don't know. It's a kasha. It's a question on Aristotle.
1: Aristotle.
0: What? It's not an Aristotle. Okay, fine, but Aristotle has to obsess was also on Aristotle. The Eucharist should be a kasha also on Aristotle. Because the Rambam agrees that kasha is on on himself too. The Eucharist should be a kasha also on Aristotle. The not think that everything Aristotle says is Allah HaLemai Shem now Now, Noi right? So says the Rambam. I'll admit to him. Now says the Rambam like this. I agree with Aristotle that as as you produce more intellect, the intellects become more intellect composite. What does that mean? In other words, we'll see in a little while, because the intellect has to, like, if intellect, for example, intellect number, n, intellect number n produces intellect n plus 1. n plus 1 has to also contain everything in n, plus it has to be thinking about intellect n, which is n plus 1. So That's n and n plus 1. So that makes intellect n plus 1 more complicated, because it thinks about, in other words, God thinks about something, gets a thought. That thought is a thought in itself, It also thinks about God. So the second thought, right, thinks about God. That's how we progress in the world. The third thought, right, thinks about the second thought and thinks about the first thought. How do I know this? Because by the time we get to the Rambo and Aristotle, we're thinking about God. <laughs> so it must be that the intellects, right, right as, they, as they progress from God, are thinking backwards about the previous intellects, right? When we learn, we gather information, right? We don't forget things, we gather information, and we learn from things, and therefore, we not only machadish, we make new things, but we retain old information. So in other words, every intellect, right, retain, can think, can think, in addition to ha- knowing the, being, a, you know, as containing the, the, the intellectual facts of the previous intellects, thinks about the other intellects.
1: Why is it more, it's not
0: more complex. It is more complex. It's more in quantity. No, because not only is there thought, but there's thought thinking about thought. But, I mean, it's
1: just
0: a, For example, just there's just the Gemara, think. there's the Gemara, then there's
1: the Rishayim, the Rishine on the Gemara,
0: That's and the then thing. there's
1: the Achrayim on the And Here you're stuck. It's a, it's a, you're stuck with thought, and you can't. No, 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 nothing
0: different? No, no. The Rambam, no. The Rambam is not saying how we get to physical things. The Rambam is saying, is he agrees. In cyclically, if you say that. In cyclically, in other words, we have more. We have hot. We have more complicated. In other words, in an intellectual sense, we have more multi-layered intellectual thoughts. That's what the Rambam is saying. In in axiom number
1: two. Yeah. Yeah. I forget that. I
0: forget no, no, no! You, you, you're getting me the axioms. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying the double pleasure. Svara, okay. well, you, you, give me an idea, so I can always say, I can always think about that. Say, I shot to that idea.
1: And I say, no, thought, no, 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 so, so the, the thoughts of God are each saying shots. Right. That's
0: how it works. God thinks a thought. That thought thinks about God. And then the thought that it produced thinks about itself too. words, every thought thinks about the thoughts that came before it.
1: Why is why is that not in the world in the Ramgamzir? Why is that not a vadasar? Let's not, let's not accuse the Rambam
0: of being a pagan right now. Why is that a voidazor Because a voidazor and the Rambam. Have the
1: thought independent existence?
0: First of all, you should know something. You should have asked this question a long time ago. Is God, let me ask you a question. If God, if God, if the Rambam says in chapter sixty-eight, in section one, that God thinks like God, God, essence of God is thinking, and man thinks like God's thinking, right? Rishimo, right? My article on negative theology, right? Why is that a voidazor So it's very very simple, right? A vaydazora. Is only on something physical, not on intellectual things. I could say that the essence of God is His intellect, because since it's not physical, it's not called a Vedasara. That's clear,
1: right? Okay, fine. Now let's go further. So it comes out that the the whatever thought in is more complex than God is. No. Oh well, yes. Well, that's true, because God is more partial. It's monotheism. That's the problem. That's right.
0: Okay. That's monotheism. Monotheism is that God is Pasha. Pasha to Yid. I mean, I'm going to God is the most partial thing. He's so partial we can't even imagine him. Well, these become more complex and we can already talk about them. Okay, fine. I mean, but the Rambam says that's true. However, he says as the Rambam, Minayin, right? So it says, I have Pasha'bly suffered. Mean I his and how do we come to the physical world which is composed of different things? Because even though the se- the, the last saikel, the last intellect might be more complex, but it's still partial, it's not physical. So he says, oh, 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 he says, oh well, I'm sorry. I'm going back to Noideloy that the sake more complex. Ach gamim naskim the even if we agree to, to Aristotle's intuition, by the way, Aristotle never saw these intellects. I mean, this is a Hasharah, It's a he's he's hypothesizing them. How do you get from intellects to these lesser spheres? what connection could it be between something which is physical and something which is not physical? This is the big question. There's no, there's no connection. We agree that the thing that produces the first sphere is a cycle, But tzula is niskerez, in the way in which, you know, in the form in which we discussed, Ah, the cycle is composed of two things, that's what I mentioned. In other words, this is the cycle itself. And what it thinks about the other thing too. Right? So in other words. Right? In other words, basically you have this cycle, which is a two-layered, two-tiered cycle. Complexity number two. It's you know what? It's, it, it's its own cycle. thinks about that other cycle. But how, how? In other words, but how do you get, right, to the galgal, which is something more than a cycle? How can a galgal, how can a sphere come with something which is partial? It's going on on and on the same thing. A galgal composed of two things, of two substrata and and two forms. what a composed of What two things? Okay, this is this actually a a koych of a I see that in number twelve, um, uh, Professor Schwartz says Stella Nebulatlosa. I'm not, I, I don't have the koych there to uh, to research what is a Stella nebulosa It's not important. The point thing is. Is that in the in the spheres? There's two things. There's a two substratus, and um, two floors. But how do you get that from the psycho or something, which is uh, right, which is not physical? Okay. In other words, you need something which is physical, which produces this composite in the sphere etc etc so not like this what is he saying the following thing right he goes on and on I want to go to the last paragraph of page 332 because basically the album is sort of like parting on the kashis, that's the questions the sheer quality but Benson he's already made his point his point is is that we cannot, cross the divide between intellect and matter, which means that Aristotle's account of the causal link from God to the physical world, right, has a black hole in it. That's the Rambos Kasha. Now, why is it only Kasha Aristotle? We'll get to that. But anyway, we asked the Kasha and Aristotle. Okay, now, Becomes baralachah. From here, it's clear. Shemashanu oymim choymel galgam. We speak about the stuff, the matter of the, the spheres, or the matter of the stars. Ain It doesn't mean anything. What could this choymel be? It's only the only things that they have in common. Is that really a choymel? Because it, how could it come from an intellect? No, basically, we can't speak about the Chum of Galgalim, Which means, basically, there's a reductive of in our time. Because once we don't understand what we mean by the Chum of Galgalim, how can we account for the physical world? Because those are the first determinants of the physical world. So in page 333, So like this, this is all if you believe in Aristotle. But what? But if you believe, says the Rambam, that this was placed there intentionally. Intelligent design. But if you agree that what? This was placed there deliberately. And this is what God's wisdom somehow required. And we cannot we have no way of what of ascertaining of conceptualizing this wisdom. We are not answering these questions. That's why God made it. That's why God made it. You don't answer these questions. A person who believes that he can, he, that, that everything's determined. A person who believes that he can, can give a scientific account from the intellects of God to the physical world, he has to answer those questions, but we don't have to answer those questions. We're exactly answering those questions. What does that mean? This is This opinion of Aristotle, scientific, very anti-scientific, but i here as it, doesn't, it, 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 in other words, it's not consistent with, 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 with reality. It doesn't convince us. We have set very difficult questions and absurd absurdities that come from the Aristotelian philosophy. Because everybody agrees, there's a God who's completely perfect. It turns out a God that create the world. Now that's a theological problem. Why, if God is perfect, how can we create a world? If God is perfect, He can't create a world because you have no way of explaining how God created the world. If you wanted to tear off the 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 feather, I don't know, canop the feather of a of an yeah. ant, a flying ant maybe, right? Or to to take uh, t- take away one leg from a worm. I didn't know these things had feathers and worms. <laughs> Both are i are Speaking? about he oh, couldn't do that. I've I wish a besides. we have a was now okay now what's interesting is He makes an argument here at the very end. that also would say that God doesn't want to do this, and if He wanted, He couldn't do it. He, I mean, He can't want to do. I think that's nature. So it says the Maybe this is a chesaron in God, which is interesting because in chapter thirteen, and we've spoken about it. Um, I think we spoke about it in the night, in, 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 right? In the words. The Rambam understood that one of the power, the powerful arguments for the theory of eternity is that it, it was much more monotheistic. But the Rambam says it's much; more, it might be more monotheistic, but you don't get a world on the other end. Okay. Which means that what you have, according to the Rambam, is there is a dichotomy. In other words, you, in other words, there are two complementary things that, in other words, they don't sit side by side. In other words, if you pull the string from the monotheistic end you can't pull it from the physical end. Now, what does he want from Aristotle? We'll get the end, because how does the Rambam explain it? Now, you can say the Rambam says that's what God wanted. So what is that? And also, too, I mean, hasn't the Rambam told us many times in the moment of Uchim that the Reb is Aristotle? So I'm going to say an interesting thing. He's going to say, in conclusion, I'm going to say to you, The, the Kanoiim, now these are not the religious Kanoiim that are demonstrating today in Me'esharim. These are the Aristotelian Kanoiim who said that I don't understand, Aristotle. I'm not going to hold back what I think everything aristotle says from the moon downward no doubt is correct Whoever wants to reject him right is irrelevant but everything that Aristotle is from the moon above, that means the celestial spheres, where there isn't really matter as we understand it, calls them the intuitia of Ashala. This is only hypothetical reasoning, intuition, guesses, conjectures. with a few exceptions. In other words, the problem is saying is that Aristotle, right, has right in the Aristotle in Aristotle. We have this split dichotomy, a wedge between the terrestrial world and the celestial world. What Aristotle says about the celestial world is obviously obviously correct. What he has to say about the, the, what he says about the terrestrial world is obviously correct. Without doubt, says the Rambam. What he says about the celestial world, says the Rambam, it's conjecture and certainly what he says about the intellects that are before the celestial world before the spheres there's clearly disparities and contradictions which are clear and things basically bad ideas and conjectures that they're, that they're terrible proofs for okay now very nice you have cautious on Aristotle what are you proposing Uh but I'm proposing well if you believe that God is a will then necessarily we don't have to look for a deterministic structure but doesn't that undermine most of the most of thevulcan most the guy are perplexed if that's true go back to the Kalam what if it's true that it's all intelligent design that God just does what he wants there's no you know there's no real underlying, you know, physical and natural law, right, so we're back to the kalam. So the rabbi will say no. The kalam is trying to apply these irrational rules to the physical world, right? And that the rabbi will say, in the physical world, we have to go with Aristotle. But in the celestial world, certainly the, intellectuals, the world of intellects, right, then there are many contradictions we can't answer. The question is, what is what is he getting at? What? It's not a
1: qualitative difference. It's just quantity. Like,
0: well, we'll say, we'll say, We'll what say, we'll say. What art? I want to do is I want to read a little bit further and I want to try to understand everything we've said. Because it's not clear where is the Rambam going. I mean, it's very, very nice to say, you know, I have steel, this and that, but, I mean, so what? It doesn't prove anything. So there's steelers. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, the Rambam basically agrees physically with Aristotle. So what's the Rambam offering? Even to say this is the will of God, they still have no not understanding Unless the Rambam wants to say that, well, the world is, going do understand it, but that, that seems to undermine most of the Barat of Ulchan. Al-Titma, so on page 334, the third line, second paragraph, Al-Timtach Alai. Don't criticize me. Who is the Rambam speaking to? He's speaking to a Stotilian. you see. He's not speaking... I mean, he says who he's speaking to, people who have done physics and philosophy. He says, don't criticize me. Just because you have doubts, you have doubts, You could undermine something. yes because you have doubts, right? It's a special Yiddish, you know, you know, from Akasha, right? Just because you have doubts doesn't mean that you could undo the entire thing. As we know, you know, you can't ask questions on science. Just because you have a question doesn't mean you undermine the entire theory. Akin in a It says, No. We're going to go with the tradition, where the, we're going to go in this path. In other words, being that what? In other words, let's look at the Messiah, the tradition of the interpreters of Aristotle. Shri Alexander, Alexander was the interpreter of Aristotle. He, that which has not been proven rigorously, you can look at two points of view. You have different questions each of which, each of which points in different directions to the different opinions. What you do is you take two sides, you see which sides are less questions. you choose the less of the two evils. Says Alexander, that's the way he under, That's the way he relates to Aristotle's metaphysical assertions, which he has not proven rigorously. He called Shaba Achai Aristotle. Whoever came after Aristotle, Omer says, Elo. Anything which Aristotle said regarding metaphysics, meaning that which is above the physical world. But only a partial speaker is becoming also the amr. Has less questions though than any other thing. Those you know, Aristotle's theories not proven, but it's the best of all of the theories. The chayin asino anachto. And this is what we did, says the Rambam. Kasher's barlanos sheino chachamoyim says alach bishtei adios from the goddess of In other words, therefore, says the Rambam, we have two theories, two opposing theories. And we, can, we can't prove either one. Kloy mar. Hayim ha-shamayim is havo. Where the heavens created. O'shen kaya me-biyaz me-oilam. Or in fact, did they always exist? Hizbanu es ha-sveikas ha-mizchayim mikol agz bishte adeis. we discussed the doubts that apply to each theory. Her einu l'cha shedaz ha-kadmuz bo-eiris yeses ha We've shown that the eternal universe gives rise to more doubts. And certainly is much more damaging in terms of what? Is faith to believe about God? in addition to this, that the fact that the theory of creation is the opinion das of and Right? Now, what has he done? First of all, the very interesting is that everything everything that he said was had to do with the turning of the universe, <laughs> creation He's not speaking about Aristotelian science. He's not speaking about creation dealo. As a according to
1: Aristotle. Number
0: number number two, I don't understand really Hashemayim his haba his Platonic theory. He's not even speaking. He's not even speaking about creation in other words, he's comparing the Platonic theory to the Recithelian theory. I mean, Hashemayim ishavu means what? Which means the heavens were created from a, from a primordial, right, amorphous and formless substance. That's Plato, as opposed to Aristotle, which means that what? That nothing was created. But where's creation of the It's interesting, if you look very carefully in the Rambam, he says, Now he brings the What is Chiddush? Khiddish man Shemei, Who mentioned Khiddish. Up to now, he's been proposing, and also, too, another thing, too, if we go with platonic theory, I mean, how do these questions become more answerable? I mean, Plato also has to explain somehow the connection between God and between the physical world. Or the intellects of the physical world, according
1: or maybe to, not. According to to, according to Aristotle, I don't understand why there's a kasha. Right. Because if God is sikhli, and according to Aristotle, all the physical things always existed, so what's the kasha that sikhli can't make? Tzichli? No, 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 but no, no, no. We're speaking about Aristotle. Believed, doesn't believe the world was created
0: ex but Aristotle believes that there's a chiyu. There was, was there's a there's a causal chain from God to the physical world. It's just that this causal chain is is eternal. What's Aristotle Aristotle says that God pushes something, which pushes something, which pushes something, right? Which pushes my arms, which are going around in a circle. All Aristotle's saying is that God, Kivyocho, is like Sisyphus. He's always been pushing. But there's a deterministic causal chain between the initial, right, formless, you know, um, you know, um, Pusher and the the world which moves. But what, uh, the question is here what is the Rambam gaining? Because the Rambam also has to agree that one's got to create the world next to the LO, there's going to be a causal change. I mean, Rambam's interested in creation, he's not interested in. Well, the Rambam can agree with everything Aristotle says. The Rambam just says that everything had a beginning. But once things are created, right, then of course there's going to be a causal change. The Rambam, there's, there's no reason for Rambam to argue on Aristotle at that point. Not to mention the fact that at the very, very end we're, we're completely confused. I mean, what? Uh, if, because the, the, the Rambam is going to agree. I mean, the, the Rambam is a time where the Rambam speaks about celestial spheres and intellects. He began chapter 12 with that. I mean, the Rambam doesn't agree with any of these things. Look at the, look at the Yad. <laughs> the Yad speaks about celestial spheres purely Aristotelian. I mean, obviously the Rambam understood. I mean, in other words, the, the Rambam's arguing with Aristotle is with creation. We've spoken about it, the concept of God having a free will. But in terms of understanding the physical universe, the Rambam has nothing to, to pick with Aristotle. The dispute between Aristotle and Plato is a is a dispute how I understand physics, but it has nothing to do with creation necessarily. That's the question. Those, those are the relevant questions we have to ask. What is the Rambam doing in this chapter? And what's interesting is, in you know, in the previous chapters, the Rambam spoke about about free will, or why things have to be the way they are. Okay, so that fits into the concept of which we've been which which which, which we've developed over the, the last thirteen lectures, namely, you know, God's, you know. Ability to negate. In other words, the conceptual concept of creation ex nihilo. It's not the theory of creation, but in other words, putting, you know, poking holes in Aristotle's, you know, celestial mechanics that he calls the metaphysics. Right? Has nothing to do with creation ex nihilo. Oh. So I want to claim the following thing. What really is the Random's argument over here? And I want to claim the following like this. First of all, we have to understand in each of these chapters who is the Rambam writing for. Right? because there seem to be certain chapters in which the in other words we've spoken about the fact that the Rambam, of course, I mean, is writing to a, a spectrum of people. I mean, there's the people who understand perhaps what we've understood to be the, the true message of the Rambam, which we've been claiming that Christian Steel is not a theory of creation. And between, you know, most people understand the two theories, right, to be um, opposing to each other. Now, the Rambam, clearly, in chapter 22, is writing to what I would call the Hamoinam. in other words, the popular conception. Now, what the popular conception is, I have two theories which are opposing to each other. Conception. It was the popular conception. In other words, even though the real position of the Rambam, is we've tried many, many times to explain, is that really there is no contradiction between the two, between Khrushchev and the yellow. but nonetheless, the popular conception, right? This is Kedush. The popular conception is, is that the two theories, the two theories, are opposed to each other. And we, please, and, we please, and we see clearly here that that's what the Rambam is saying. In other words, the Rambam is saying is what we have to do is we have to take two theories and compare them to them. In other words, even though the Rambam's real position is that there's no contradiction between the X-Tielo and the Aristotelian theory. But this chapter, there's no question about it, this chapter, right, this chapter was not written for those people for whom the all the rabbon wants to reach. This chapter is being written for the less intelligent audience. And that's what the rabbon is saying. Now, how do I know the rabbon is doing this, besides the fact that this is actually what he's, I mean, this is the substance? The rabbon says, don't attack me, don't accuse me. In other words, who's the rabbon talking to? He's not talking to his audience, he's talking to the intelligent reader. He says, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. In other words, Don't accuse me of being anti-Evistotelian. I've got to speak to the Pashenian in here. (laughs) I've got to speak to the simple Jews. That's what he's saying. He says, even though I know the Kanoim... Who are the Kanoim? They're not guys in Mayeshavar. The Kanoim, right? uh, Says Professor Schwartz, the Kanoim of Even though the Kanoim are going to attack me, what are you doing, Rambam? You're revolting against Aristotle. The answer is for the Hama and Am who don't understand Aristotle, who don't understand my theory of creation, I've gotta like sort of like, you know, I've gotta present like you have two theories, and they're in fact actually not what what are these two theories? So it's very very interesting like this. I'll give you an example. I noticed, for example, let's 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 take like some of these programs. Like now that we're sitting down here in maybe it's undisclosed location in Yerushalayim, and they bring all these groups in. They're bringing all these groups in. Right? And uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to bring all these groups in. And I go, well, you know, that's, that's not be political. I don't really know for sure. But um, over the last year or two, I noticed that, um, that some people have given me some of these books that, um, that argue against evolution. These these cautious. This kasha, that caution. How to explain it that this thing works so, you know, the, the eyes, this thing, all cautious. What does it prove? doesn't prove anything. I have a kasha because science hasn't gone to the point where it's explained it yet. I mean, I can't, I, I mean, I, I, I don't have, I don't have a, a, a theory that unites gravity with the other three forces. That means that all of the, that, is, that means that my cell phone doesn't work? That's ridiculous. What?
1: That's why I don't have
0: one. Uh, right, right. That's ridiculous. Of, of course everything really is kashas. What, what? The point is, why, why do you make an argument like this? It's not a scientific argument. No sci- A scientist makes an argument, he has to look at the entire theory. A theory changes in paradigm if there's overwhelming evidence that contradicts, you know with the theories, there's overwhelming experimental evidence that contradicts theories. Because I have a Kasha here and there, there's me to do it with a the theory. Except that what? That's the way the scientist works. But the how my mom can be psyched down. Ah, oh, there's a Kasha! Explain that the eye works like this. I can't explain it anywhere. It must be the evolution's all wrong. Or like this guy two years ago said, how could it be the electron can be away with a particle? It must be the quantum physics is all wrong. (laughs) Can't believe you person would have the blue should say something like that. But you know what what I'm saying is, for the haminam, don't you hear this? This is my shot. For the ha-me-nam, it's enough. I have, it's like it's like it's like a lawyer. I have to contradict your testimony. I have to raise suspicion. I have to puzzle you. You can't explain this. You can't explain that. And you know that the Rabbi is is being very very um, defensive. He says, "I know." Don't don't. He says in page three thirty four, Don't criticize me because I brought all these fakers. I brought all these doubts. And you're going to say, do you think with a bunch of doubts you destroy a whole theory? Say, so poor Alexander, he didn't answer the question. He poor Alexander. <laughs> you have two theories. What's the Khamba doing? What the is doing is speaking on two levels. He saying, don't ask questions on me. I'm speaking to a, a different audience right now. For a different audience, is enough that I ask certain questions. You know what? The have even had answers for these things. I'm sure he had answers for these things. But all he has to do is ask enough questions to beschmutz Aristotle's theory, celestial theory. And because of that, right, I can say, you see, everything's Abraham's The Abraham still wanted it. That's all I have to do. Ah, so now I have two theories. So pick, so choose oh, we're not, we're not going to choose a rambam? that's who he is, the chapter. This chapter was not written to the intelligent reader. It was written to the ignoramus. The Rambam sends out messages, don't criticize me, I'm speaking to somebody else. That's the shot
1: in the chapter.
0: This,
1: Rabbi sadly you hear what I'm the, saying? At the end of chapter 21, the Rambam says, What does that mean? Means not going to Rambam's task. it means going to Haman's
0: task. Yeah, that's what that I what means the Jewish religion.
1: I mean, he set himself up. This is the real proof over here. So you can skip the first. That's term. right. That's right. And let me tell you something. What's interesting is, is that really the Rambam's actually proven
0: it in chapters nineteen and twenty. Was well, he going out again, and again? But
1: he wants to reach the Hamlinah. That's going to be the Makabapatish. Your wife wants you. Why? <laughs> why are the Hamanam going to read. All these chapters until he get into twenty. Like right? Because the I Uncle's He to start off the book like this, and then when they give up, you can get out of the real.
0: No, thing. no, because I claim no, because this is going to be the end. This is what he says, I'm going to prove it to you. Was he?
1: Was she announced, I'm going to prove it
0: to you? Ah! It's like Haydn's surprise symphony. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time when I was a buffer, I lived in Farakaway. And Farakaway, to live there was a, a Bianco Stefanski. You know Bjanko Stefanski? His wife, of uh, Wacha, was a daughter of a Motcha Sovetsky. Motcha was a love in Boston, it who was, it was, it was, it was a tremendous eloy. In fact, I think they once, he was a big kanai too, I think they were once speaking about making him the rival of the badats. I think he, as a young boy, he had, he had a, he has a safe, he wrote as a young boy, Mekhtovim um, with Delgachaffer, with, with because Motka Sovetsky was a very big guy. I remember one time he came to Farakaway to visit. I guess he was going to visit his daughter in Sarawar. His daughter was, by the way, was a very chasem, a lady's daughter, and she passed away young. And um, and they they, they 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 put out you know they, they put out the and Wilch was going to give a shir klali in the aguda. The goodies So, the so little Shabbos after the meal. It was the winter, so it was pretty early. So all the London, all the London of Farakaway, you know, came to Wilch so he gets up there and uh, he says, I'll speak to the Dafyaimi, since everybody's holding the Dafyaimi. And he's not giving a Shia, and like within 15 minutes, he's lost everybody. And some of them are saying, it's, you know, this, you know, He's lost everybody. He's, you know, he's basically lost everybody. And then he's going on and on, and no one's listening, no one's following. And then I think, like all of a sudden, one of the Balabatim, I was talking with the one well, who had fallen asleep for a while, and all of a sudden, like so, I don't know, like the chair fell. I'm like, you know, you, you know, he snored this and that, and everybody started laughing. And uh, <laughs> I think every Svetsky got the message, like no one listening anyway. So he says, oh, so we'll say some Millida garuta." Ah, people rustling now will be understand something. Absolutely begins at half ten, and once again I start a pillow. So end of fifteen minutes. A guy shouts at the Yiddish. He sounds like, I want you to snore again. (laughs) What I want to say is, that's the Pshat. The Pshat is when the Rambam announces, when the Rambam announces, he announces, he proclaims, now I'm going to destroy them.
1: That's the message. That's when they fall asleep
0: again.
1: That's the Pshat.
0: Okay, very good. Bol Hashem. I think we've, um, we've, taking care of chapter 22, and we're marching towards chapter 23, which a Hashem. Chapter 23 is actually very, very, um, very short. Chapter 24 is quite long, and chapter 25 is a critical chapter in which the government will actually tell us what we're allowed to and not allowed to believe in. Okay, so stop over here. Be well.